Thank you for listening to First United Methodist Church of Locust Grove Sermon Podcast. Our mission at this church is to live God's way, share God's story, and serve God's people. One of the ways that we share God's story is that we offer up our sermon podcast for you to listen to. So we hope that you enjoy listening to our sermons. And if you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at www.fumclgok.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. You join me in an attitude of prayer. Loving God, as the scripture is read and meditated on, may this time in your worship open ourselves up to where you are calling us. May we hear the call that you have placed on our hearts to go out and to heal the sick and to proclaim God's kingdom here and now. And so, Lord, may we be open to you on this day and every day. And all of God's people said, Amen. We're in the season of Lent Within this liturgical season of Lent, uh, it's a season of 40 days where um, we're contemplating spending time uh, like Jesus did in the wilderness, looking at ourselves, a time of reflection, of repentance, and, and in preparation of that anticipation of Easter, we, we look forward to that time, and, and in that time, we, we take on practices. And, and so how's it going with your Lenten practice? Pretty good? Maybe not so good? Maybe we need to reevaluate that? And that's okay. Because that practice is supposed to draw us into God. It's supposed to, to, to draw us to see where we fall short and, and to help us grow in our life and faith. And, and if we're doing the Lenten practice right and our Lenten devotion right, it, it will draw us more towards God and remind us that we definitely need Easter. And so I hope and pray that as, we, as we've been traveling this journey, of the, the five fruitful practices of healthy congregation, you've been thinking about how you offer radical hospitality. You've been thinking about what you're doing for your individual faith development. And then you open yourself up, like we're going to talk about today, to risk taking mission and service. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Listen to these words. Jesus called the twelve together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons to heal sicknesses. He sent them out to proclaim God's kingdom and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No walking stick, no bag, no bread, no money, not even an extra shirt. 
Whatever house you enter, remain there until you leave that place. Whenever, whenever there, until you leave that place. Whenever they don't welcome you, leave that city and shake the dust off your feet as a witness against them. They departed and went through the villages, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today we're going to talk about risk-taking missions and service. Oh, you're jumping a little bit ahead of there for me. Today, um, today we're going to talk about risk-taking mission and service. And could you imagine if before the mission trip, uh, before you went on a mission trip, whether that's a one-day adventure to the regional food bank or um, serving at Feed My Sheep or actually going with us uh, into Kairos, into the prisons, or uh, going and serving here on Tuesday mornings with our, um, I almost called you wrecking crew, but our Tuesday morning men's crew that, that gather and work on the church or the um, opportunities that we have throughout the year of serving throughout the country and the world. Could you imagine sitting in this meeting and, and the team leader saying, all right, here's our packing list. Take nothing with you. Just take yourself. Now, I guarantee you that if that were the packing list, 90% of the people would back out immediately. Because could you imagine going to Houston, Texas, and saying, you can't take anything with you. So youth, no iPhones, no headbutt, no earbuds, no, no toothpaste or toothbrushes, although I really debated if someone, some of you actually did use toothpaste or toothbrushes. No showering in luxurious country clubs. No, no eating really well. Could you imagine if that were the challenge presented before you? I'd almost guarantee you that you would back out of the mission trip instantly. Aren't you glad we don't really have those standards going out to serve in mission and service? But see, what's interesting about the scripture reading and, and what it drives us is, it, is that it reminds us that when we go out into the world, we don't walk out of these doors thinking, all right, here are five things I'm going to do this week to serve in the name of Jesus. Mission opportunities and opportunities to serve happen instantaneously. Isn't that right, Sue Ann? Sue Ann was walking down with me, and, and I needed a liturgist today. And I said, hey, Sue Ann, you want to be a liturgist today? She said, yes. No hesitation. And that's what it looks like to live a life of mission and service, risk-taking mission and service. It's being open to those awkward opportunities of serving God and living in such a way that our lives remain ready for that next opportunity to serve. And here's the interesting point. Y'all have what it takes to do it. We have everything at our hands, no matter what age we are, no matter what season of life we're in, no matter how close to God we are or how far away from God, we have the opportunity and, and possibility of serving. In our scripture reading today, it, it really falls in that, in, into the Luke 4 uh, mission statement that Jesus said when he walked into the synagogue and preached why he was here on earth. Jesus came in Luke 4, chapter 18 and 19, and he said these words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed, and to proclaim that the year of the Lord's favor. 
And what I love about this, this is what Jesus does. And so that little Texas little thing that they gave us well, the, the day that we were leaving Christ Church, and, and, it, and it says, what would Jesus do? This is what Jesus does. And that is our challenge, to live that way. To be open to the opportunities to, to, to share the good news, to help recovery sight of the blind. And that's not necessarily physically blind, that's, that's people who are spiritually blind. People who may not be able to see God's love. People that need to see what that looks like. To liberate those who are oppressed. This world is oppressed in so many ways. And you can help relieve that stress off of one person. You're making a difference. And to proclaim the year of the Lord. So as we're called to send out, like Jesus called the twelve, we are called by our baptism to go out into the world and share the good news, to be in mission and service and look for those opportunities to, to live God, to love God and, and to serve our neighbor. Those opportunities are always around us. I don't have to give you a laundry list. I don't have to give you a practicum on ways to do it. They're right there in front of you. The practice of risk-taking missions we should take that seriously. Bishop Snazy reminded us in his book that one congregation, people take their vow of service seriously. Folks are asked to devote just one hour per week to serving their community. And that amounts to 600 hours of Christians offering help and hope to their neighborhoods. A little effort from many people has a huge impact. Ten people went down to Houston. Some of us not knowing how to put together a ramp. Some of us not realizing the tasks that we had before us. And some of us had never really used a saw before. But yet, God gave us the ability to do what we needed to do to change this family's life. We were able to do that because we took things with us. We had to take tools. Although our tools didn't arrive till Tuesday morning, but that's okay, we adjusted. And we got a lot of work done Monday. We didn't let those things bother us. We didn't let the, the things that could normally get in the way of mission trips get in our way because we knew we were called to serve in Houston. And we made a difference. I can't thank Charles Swan enough. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have never been able to get that ramp put together. Because he could actually cut at an angle where I, I can cut straight and I can rip things out. But if you ask me to try to figure out how to cut something at an angle, it just does not work for my brain. And we need people like Charles. We need people like Darren who are willing to take a week off work and, and to come and serve not only with his son but with new people, to get to know new people. We needed people to willing to go pick up their child and, uh, from her, her ex-husband to come and serve with us. We needed people to, to, to shake off their week and, and to come and serve. And, and you know what's crazy is that we can do this all the time. If we have this attitude of service, there are opportunities to serve everywhere. We have more than enough ways that you can serve here at the church. And I, and I want you to understand that, that mission and service doesn't mean you have to go somewhere to serve. You can serve in your neighborhood. I'm sure one of your neighbors has some need that you've helped them out along the way. And a few, month, a few weeks ago, I, I, I sat down with Jim, James Bond and, and, and 
asked him to talk about what does mission and service look like to him. And I want to share this video with you. James did a, just a fantastic job of sharing that. And so will you roll that first video for me, please? Usually when you have a talk about missions, they focus on what you've done for the other people and how richly they've been blessed and all this kind of thing. Well, I can't do that because I do what I can, but then it's the Holy Spirit that works with and through these and into these other people. So I want to talk a little bit more about what it does for me. Anybody who knew me when I was younger can tell you I don't, I didn't, really like to get out much. I would have been very happy staying at home, going to church on Sunday morning for my hour, coming back home. Didn't need to be around other people, didn't want to do anything. Then, for some reason, in some way I still don't understand, I ended up agreeing to go on a mission trip to build a house in Mexico. And when I came back, I was a different person. I know that the Holy Spirit blessed the people there. I know that the house we built was important for them. But when I came back, they were still down there. I was here. I was a different person. I wanted more of it. I, mission can be anything, as long as it's outside me. It may be cards or telephone calls or visits. It may be working with Feed My Sheep. It may be cleaning yards around town. It may be where there's been a storm going and helping to cut downed wood and drag it out of the way so that they can get in and out to their homes. It may be going to Sager Brown. It may be going clear out of the country. But in every case, it's outside me, which means I've had to open myself. And every time I open myself, I am struck again by how small I had tried to make the world and how small I had tried to make God. And it's so marvelous that I look for other opportunities. I'm, my life is so much richer now. My soul is so much richer now that I, I'm hungry for the next. And I would invite others to try a first step. After you've done a first step, try a second step. Find what you're comfortable. Not everybody is a great dishwasher. Maybe not everybody works a power saw. I'm not going to be working a chainsaw, but I'm really good at dragging away the down wood that somebody else has cut it and cleaning the path. And so I encourage others to look for opportunities to step outside themselves and be open to what's going to happen to you. He's not here, but he did it. I don't know if he knew that this was happening, but uh, he, he's going and picking up Jane from uh, Camp Egan, who's at uh, United Methodist Women's Gathering. But I loved what James said in, 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 his, in his speech. He said, Look for the opportunity to step outside of yourself and be open to what's going to happen to you. And that's what risk-taking mission looks like. It's that opportunity of being open to serve. It's that openness and willingness to go, no matter how much it stretches you, 
Because let me tell you, when you go serve in missions, it stretches you. Whether it's a day thing, a week-long thing, or just a couple of hours thing, in some way, shape, or form, you will be stretched. But I believe that when we serve in the name of Jesus Christ, not only will God's love be shown through the work that we do, but God's love will also work on us. And I can't tell you that in this past week how many times I had to be reminded of that, that, that God's not only working through me and the work that we're doing, but God's also working on me. And I remember Monday, like, smelling, like, my shirt, because it smelled. I took a big old whiff, and I said I needed that. Not necessarily the smell, but I needed to be reminded of the work that we did and the smile on our homeowner's face. Just after we had, we had ripped out one thing, and, and like her house was not necessarily, we didn't leave it perfectly after the first day of work, but I knew this was going to be a good week. But see, folks, we have, to re, we have to remind ourselves, and we have to remember what, what Paul said in, Rome, in Romans chapter 12, verse 4, that we have many parts in one body, but the parts of the body don't have all the same function. See, I do believe that in order for a successful mission trip, we need three things. We need people to pray for us, and and that's really easy. Anybody can pray for us, right? We need people to help pay for us because mission trips cost money. You've got to pay for gas to get down there. You've got to pay for food to eat. You've got to pay for for tools and all those sort of things. Those those things cost money. We We need people to pay for that, but we also need people to play, because let me tell you, when you get out in the mission field and you're serving and you're getting dirty, it's kind of like play. You have to be a little bit serious when you're around the circular saw, but nothing's more fun when, when, you, when you look at something that you did and, and you see it up on the wall and you say, wow, I did that. It's not straight, but I did that, and it looks good. And we need everybody to participate in mission and service. And the way that we do that is we pray, we pay, and we play. But don't sell yourself short either. You can do all three. Or if you're not there yet, like James said, take the first step. And whatever that looks like for you is up to you. Maybe you come on our one of our one-day adventures. Maybe you serve a couple hours at Feed My Sheep. Maybe you come up and serve a couple hours here at the office. Or, or maybe you just open yourself up. What could mission and service look like in my neighborhood? But this past week definitely made a difference on me. I needed it. I needed to go rip out some things. Because not only was I ripping off siding off the bottom of the house, I was also allowing God to work on me. And that just, I mean, I was able to let go of some aggression and anger when you're ripping out some of that stuff or taking the hammer and, and trying to get the, the baseboards out. You, you kinda, it's kind of a nice release. A healthy release. This mission trip made a difference, not only in the, the lives that we touched in the neighborhood that we worked in, but the lives that went as well. And I want you to hear from two people. Um, Reagan and Darren both were willing to share with us their uh, mission and service, what they felt on the mission trip, and no, they're not going to come up and speak. Uh, we did it through video. And so we show the next video, please. I'm Darren Toby. Uh, 
this is my second mission trip that I've been on. The first one last year, um, I came on mainly because my son was coming and there were some things about learning how to uh, do some help reconstruction, that kind of stuff that I wanted to learn. And I came down and got a lot more education than I bargained for. Um, I got to know a lot of people, um, talking with people on the trip and afterwards uh, we drove down to Galveston uh, for some free time at the end of the week and really got to talk to some people and get to know them. Uh, on the trip, I've gotten to know people in the church that I probably wouldn't have gotten to know in other, in different settings, or just day-to-day, -day or, well, not day-to-day, -day, but week-to-week -week during the regular Sunday services. But I did get to know them. I, I get to know people that are in church that um, I have a better connection with. And not only some of the adults, but also some of the youth. And I think it's really important that in having that connection with other people in our church that we grow and understand who each other are, the other people, who they are. It's one of the things that I didn't expect to um, get out of this mission trip, but I was very thankful for. This year I came back because of that. I also wanted to help people because whenever we were helping people last year, I saw their face and I, and I understood, you know, that God was sending us because these people were asking for help. They, telling, they were telling God their needs and God was saying, who wants to go? So thank you for supporting us with both your prayers and your money. You don't have to go on the mission trips to support the missions. You can support the ones that are going with, the, uh, with money, with the fundraisers we do, with your prayers. Um, we can use a lot of prayers whenever we come and face the, uh, the task at hand. And this time it looked pretty big, but whenever we finished up at the end of it, I think uh, everybody looked at it and we really saw that we came together as a team and did incredible work. And it was with your prayers and God's help, obviously, that we were able to help our homeowners. And they were very, very appreciative of what we were able to do for them. Hi, I'm Reagan McClanahan. I came on this trip to just, I like going on mission trips because I like to help out the community, make a difference, see the smiles on people's faces at 3D projects. What I learned on this trip was I learned how to make a ramp. I learned how to like be more, more be a more detailed painter. Um, I learned how to put in boards, hammer boards, drilling them boards, all that kind of stuff. And the reason you should go on mission trips is because it's very rewarding and it makes you a better person just knowing that 
the differences you make in people's lives can kind of make you reflect on your own and make you want to do more for the community and make you want to go out and do more. And thank you guys for your prayers and all the gifts you gave us to be able to go on this trip. I want to thank those two for being willing to, to sit and share. Um, it, it was fun thinking about that, and it's fun putting that together. And um, I know the team can't thank you enough for you and what you guys did for us. I don't think you realized that your prayers were definitely felt because there were moments where that was even, we were really wondering ourselves whether or not we were going to be able to finish. And come Thursday afternoon when we nailed the last board in and made the last paint stroke, we knew what we did was good. And so, friends, I want to challenge you this week to proclaim God's love, to heal the sick, not necessarily the spiritually, or not just the, the physically sick, but also be open to those that may be spiritually sick that you can help. But also be okay with that awkwardness. Because sometimes when we're serving in the name of Jesus, we're put in awkward opportunities. Maybe we don't feel like we're ready, but God says, yes, you are. And so don't be afraid to offer radical hospitality. Be willing to grow through your intentional faith development. And also don't forget to stretch yourself through risk-taking mission and service. And if you do that, you'll definitely find God in the midst of all that. Let us pray. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the sermon this week, and we'd love to have you come and join us one Sunday morning at 1045 a.m. If you'd like to find out more about what we've got going on in the church, you can go online at www.fumclgok.org. And this week, may God work on you and work through you as you live, share, and serve.